Welcome to Forest View's Holy Week podcast. Throughout this Holy Week, we are walking with Jesus through his final days as he journeys to the cross. Each day this week, we will release a special resource that will include a guided prayer, some time for silence, a scripture reading from the Gospel of Mark, and some thoughts for reflection. Thanks for joining us on Tuesday of Holy Week. Let's begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, you are our light and our salvation. Help us to put our trust in you. Give us the courage to follow you wherever you lead us. We open ourselves up to you, that we would have hearts receptive to your voice and calling in our lives. Amen. Let's take a few minutes for silence. In the midst of the noise of the day, I invite you to open yourself up to God. What is he saying to you today? Are you holding on to something you need to release to him? Is there a fear or a burden that you need to invite him to carry? In the silence, I invite you to share your burdens and fears with God and receive what he has for you today. A reading from Mark 12, 1 to 12. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented to the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? 
The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him, because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Have you ever had someone ask you the question, who gave you permission to do that? Maybe someone saw you doing something that they didn't think you were allowed to do. Or maybe you tried doing something differently than had been done in the past, and people were caught off guard because they didn't know you were allowed to do it that way. At the heart of the question, who gave you permission to do that, is a question about authority. And it was a question that the religious leaders were constantly asking Jesus throughout his ministry. The religious leaders thought that they had it all figured out. They knew the scriptures, or at least they thought they did, and they were convinced that they knew exactly what they needed to, to know and were doing exactly what they needed to do to earn God's love and favor. But then Jesus came along and began to proclaim a very different message, a message of a God who had come to save sinners rather than judge them a God who was less interested in a person's outward appearance and instead was interested in a person's heart, a God who didn't wait for people to earn his love and favor and instead would choose to just generously give it to undeserving people. Jesus started to do and say things that went against everything that the religious leaders had built their lives on, and they didn't like it. Jesus could tell that his words and actions were making them unhappy, that they didn't want to listen to him, they didn't like the picture of God he was presenting them with. And behind every interaction that they had with Jesus was the same question. Who gave you permission to do that? And so, to address their question, Jesus tells them the story that we just read in Mark 12, verses 1 to 12. It's a strange story about rejection, pride, and self-seeking decisions that ultimately end in destruction. It's a story about vineyard tenants who lose sight of who the actual owner of the vineyard is and the murderous lengths to which they go to try and keep the vineyard for themselves. Some farmers, we'll call them tenants, rent some land to grow their crop. It's harvest time and the owner is seeking, to share, seeking his share of the crop. The owner sends representative after representative to collect the due payment, but each time the tenants resist the, representative of the representatives of the owner and the tenants respond with escalating violence each time. Finally, exasperated, the owner decides to send his son, his heir, someone that he loved. In the ancient world, a son was seen as a representative of their father. So this was someone that they would have to respect and someone they would have to listen to. The son arrives at the vineyard and the audience is thinking, well, this story is over. The tenants will definitely have to surrender the vineyard now who in their right mind would challenge the son because to do so would to essentially go be to go to war with the father. But the tenants in the story make a bold decision. The tenants see the situation as an opportunity to claim the vineyard for themselves. And they kill him, convinced that now their troubles will be over. And Jesus concludes the story with a question, one that he asked directly to the religious leaders for whom this story is aimed. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? Well, the religious, answers know, religious leaders know the answer. 
as does every single other person who is listening to this story. He, the owner, will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others, Jesus says, answering his own question. Judgment is coming for those who wish to carry on as though they, were, they are anything more than simply tenants. The tenants were convinced that the sun was the final obstacle keeping them from what they wanted. But what they have discovered is that their rejection of the sun has resulted in devastating consequences. These tenants are so caught up in their own accomplishments, they are blinded to the fact that their decision to kill the sun will result in their undoing. Now, many of Jesus' parables leave the audience scratching their heads, but here the religious leaders seem to have a pretty good grasp on what Jesus is trying to convey with this parable. Jesus is saying he represents the Father. He's the Son, and that is where his authority comes from. The religious leaders continually question his authority. They continue to ignore his warnings. They are convinced that they know the best way to live. But like the tenets in the story, their rejection of the Son will have devastating consequences. Essentially, Jesus is telling them, you will reject me, kill me even, but know that by rejecting my authority, you are rejecting God. Jesus then calls himself the cornerstone. The cornerstone was the most important stone in any building project. It's the stone that you set at the very foundation of a building. It's the stone that you start with and the stone that you build around. And Jesus is challenging the religious leaders to see that the things Jesus is doing and saying aren't just optional ideas, but rather the very thing they need to build their lives on. In a few days, Jesus will be crucified. The religious leaders, in their rejection of Jesus, will join forces with the Romans to see Jesus put to death. Like the tenants in the story, they believe that killing Jesus will remove an obstacle in their way and get them what they want. It will allow them to keep on living the way that they want to live, rather than the alternative kingdom Jesus represents. They will believe that his death will essentially set them free, but it will ultimately end in destruction. While we may turn our noses up at the religious leaders in Jesus' time, we struggle just as much with Jesus' authority today. We often know what Jesus calls us to, but we ignore his words, seeking after our own self-interest. What are places in your life today where you struggle with Jesus' authority? Are there things that Jesus is calling you to do, but you refuse to listen? How might your life look radically different if you truly built your life with Jesus as the cornerstone. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to be in charge of our own lives, to pretend that what is yours is ours. We so easily ignore Jesus' calling to build our lives on him. Give us the courage and faith to surrender our lives to the rejected Son, that we might discover the truly marvelous life that comes through Him. Give us eyes to see and lead us in your self-giving love. Amen.